What is up? What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Rivers Reality. Episode number two, to be exact. Um, and yet again, as I said in episode number one, it is just its amazing to be able to sit in this room with the headset on and talk about something that I am very, very passionate about, obviously, which is reality TV. You know, as I've talked about earlier uh, in my first episode, you know, I'm a huge reality TV fan. I got into it, you know, originally I got into Survivor way back in the day. And Survivor is actually a show that we're going to be talking about. So kind of just highlighting what I'm going to talk about in this episode. I figured, you know, it's been a while since I've, re- since I've recorded episode one. Okay. So I figured, you know what, let's, let's drop episode two. Um, if you're listening to this as soon as this comes out. Uh, it's probably going to be a Monday. It's currently, as I'm recording this right now, it is currently Friday afternoon. Um, but I'm trying to get these out on Monday because Hell's Kitchen and the, sorry, Survivor and The Amazing Race air on Wednesday. And then Hell's Kitchen usually airs on Thursday or Friday. So I figured if I talk about it now, I will say I have not w- yet watched the most previous episode of Hell's Kitchen. I am planning on doing that once I get done with this. As the police are whizzing by. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, yeah. So let's get right into it. So, as I as I mentioned earlier, I'm going to be talking a little bit about Survivor, but I'm also going to be talking about the Amazing Race and Hell's Kitchen. I know that originally I was going to discuss a you know a season of of Love Island that has already aired um, and stuff like that, but. I think that what I'm going to do for, for, for today is I'm just going to talk about I'm going to talk about three shows that are currently airing right now because these are shows that, you know, if you watch Love Island, or you watch the previous Love Island season, you, you would have already watched it. Right. Like at that point, I basically would have just been repeating what some people might already know. And I'm just not I'm not going to do that right now. So I think right right now I'm just basically I'm going to have, you know, my weekly episodes uh, up until about Christmas time. You know, Survivor, The Amazing Race, Hell's Kitchen, kind of highlighting the season, what's been going on, um, and all that. So, yeah, let's start. So, we're going to start with our first our first reality TV show. Also, I'm totally off topic, but I'm going to Gillette on Sunday, Gillette Stadium. So, I'm very, very excited about that. I'm going to get to see the atrocious, uh, what are we, 2-9 New England Patriots uh, play the Chargers. Bailey Zappi is going to be starting for the Pats. I'm hella excited. I don't expect us to win, even though we own the Chargers, but... That is off topic. All right, so first episode, so first show we're going to be talking about is Survivor. All right, so yeah, let's 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 jump right into it. So uh, this season of Survivor, it is definitely. I mean, we're not, we're on season forty five right now. I mean, the show has been airing since the summer of two thousand. You know, I mean this this show this is a show that's been airing for a while. And you talk about reality TV shows, it's probably arguably one of the most successful reality TV shows of all time if you really think about it because they're on their forty fifth season. Think about how how successful a show has to be for there to be forty five seasons. And if I had to guess, there will probably we'll probably get to fifty. I mean, if Survivor did not get to season fifty, uh, I would be very very sad. Uh, number one, uh, number two. I mean, Jeff Probst, what what a guy, what a host. Uh, he's been doing it the entire time. Uh, he I could definitely he's definitely evolved as a host uh, over the years. Um, as well but so all right so now we're going to be talking about players so I want to talk about some players who I think could win the game and before I even get into that I'm going to start talking about a player who I thought had a very very good shot to win this game which was Bruce now we all know so for those of you that watch Survivor you know that Bruce was just voted out in the last episode with an immunity idol in his pocket and for those of you that do not watch Survivor um, a hidden immunity idol is an idol that they bury out in the woods, uh, in like the like the woods area um, on their islands. So they do the they do the show on these islands in Fiji, these completely uninhabited islands in Fiji, and they hide these hidden immunity idols. 
Uh, some oh, actually sometimes you can win it. You know they've won them in you know auctions and stuff like that. Uh, sometimes they've gotten clues on where they are. But for the most part, like they're these little idols that are buried in the ground or in coconuts or up in trees or wherever. And if these players can find them if they play it before the votes about it about to be read, they are immune from being voted out that night. So any votes that that the people that are still in the game, if any of them voted for them, none of them are going to count. So we've seen some idol plays uh, in, in previous seasons where they've played it and basically the entire tribe voted for that person to be out. But because it, when you cast an idol, none of the votes that are against you count, then it ends up some other player ends up going home who only has a couple votes against them. So it really, like, that's obviously one of the best twists of, of Survivor history. Um, it's added a really good dynamic to the game. I think it gives people an extra shot. Um, I mean, basically, the only reason that Ben of Survivor 35 won his season was because of the hidden immunity idol. If that wasn't a thing, or he didn't find those idols, he, he would have been voted out probably three or four episodes before the finale. Or, no, I shouldn't say episodes, because sometimes they have multiple vote outs in an episode but i'd say probably three or four tribal councils prior he probably would have been voted out i know he won immunity a little bit um as well not as much as chrissy did that year but anyways so we've seen people win the game because of this idol and they've used it to their advantage and Br i'm I i'm sorry bruce if you're listening to this i know he's not going to be listening to this because this is my second episode but i'm just i'm just going to say it out front dude this absolute moron i i am so shocked that he did not play his hidden immunity idol that he had, I am completely, completely baffled. Now, I could sort of, part of me kind of maybe understands what he was thinking, because he was trying to get, I, the target on him was just ridiculously big, okay? Let's, let's, get that, let's get that clear. His target, he had a huge bullseye right on his back. Everybody in that tribe was gunning for him. And the reason he didn't get voted out probably two episodes prior was because he won the immunity challenge back-to-back -back weeks, which for those of you that do not watch Survivor, the immunity challenge is a challenge that you compete in once an episode, and you basically fight for safety at tribal council. So, you know, in the pre-merge, you know, when, when they have two different tribes or three different tribes, uh, the whole team will fight for it and the whole team will win immunity. But once everyone's in one tribe and they're merged into one tribe, then they just, they face it as individuals. So you can only win immunity as an individual once you're in the merge part of the game, if that makes any sense. But in the merge part of the game, Bruce won the first two um, immunity challenges. That's the only reason why, especially look at somebody like Katura. Hates Bruce. Absolutely despises Bruce for for some reason. I don't know. I, Bruce seems like a cool guy, honestly. They think he's weird. I don't know. That's besides the point, though. So I, I cannot understand why he did not play that idol because he was even talking about before going to tribal council, he was talking about, yeah, I'm going to play this idol because he knew that he was a big threat. It's not, this isn't something that you know he didn't know. Or he, you know. He was not in the dark about this. Let's be absolutely clear. He knew that he was a he was a target. And I think him trying to paint a, a bigger target on Mama J or Julie, um, as a lot of people call her, because she's obviously very likable. You know, she's the mom of the tribe. So a lot of people, you know, look, you know, having the title as mom, like that's an honor for a lot of people. And a lot of people on the jury really like Julie. So if she made it to the final three or if she makes it to the final three because she's still in it, she, I mean, she has a good shot to win the game just for that reason alone. I mean, if people like you, you know, I mean, that's, that's some people are bitter jurors, and if they like you, they're going to vote for you. That's just how 
some people are. I mean, if you look at season 19 Survivor Samoa, Russell Hance should have won that season by a landslide. But because everybody just straight up disliked him, and Mick, nobody liked him either, Natalie won that season. Even though I personally think that Russell should have won, million percent won that season because he played an infinitely better game than both of them. But that's that's for another day, okay? That's that's besides the point. <laughs> but, no, I just think that the fact that, that, that Bruce did not play his idol is crazy. I mean, he got voted out. I mean, I know that he was trying to to save his idol and sort of paint, you know, paint a, a target on, on Mama J's back or Julie's back um, and try to save his idol and try to fight for another day, but it didn't work. He was the only person that voted for Julie. He was the only person that got the, I mean, D was talking about it a little bit, but that ball never really got rolling, and the target was always Bruce, and they even put votes on Jake, who was the backup target in case Bruce played his idol. So I honestly think that Bruce should have just played it safe. He should have played his idol. I can kind of understand where he's coming from. But at the same time, dude, like, you got to realize that you can't look, like, some, for some, like, in my opinion, I don't think that you can look at the game of Survivor, you know, as like, okay, you know, I'm going to save this uh, in, in, until the end because I need to make it far in the game, which obviously, don't get me wrong, the goal in this game is to make it far. But in my opinion, if I was to play Survivor, I would look at it as one day at a time. Do I feel like I might be in, in threat of going home tonight? Yes or no. If I have an idol, I'm going to play it if I don't win immunity. Because the, the only way that you can look at this game is you've got to look at it day by day, tribal by tribal. And you just got to keep looking at it and be like, okay, if I can survive this tribal, if I can survive this vote, that puts me one step closer to the million dollars. That's how I would look at the game. I'm not sure that Bruce was exactly looking at the, looking at it in that way either. He might have been looking at it at you know I don't know personally, but it kind of seems like he was looking at it as more of like a bigger picture type thing instead of day by day, which I personally think um, is a mistake. But anyways, so who are people that I think could win the game? Well, I obviously mentioned Julie um, because obviously Julie is like the main you know she's she's she she she's one of the most likable people on on the entire tribe. And I mean I think it's also especially with Bruce being out because I will say if Bruce made it to the final 3, I think he should be the winner uh, 100%. But at, at the same time like, you know, he's not. So, you know, can't really do anything about that. But anyways, I think that Julie has a very good shot to win the game. She can win a couple of immunities um and she can also be a p big part of the votes then I, you know, obviously her uh, Emily I think also has um, another really solid shot. She won the reward challenge uh, a couple days ago, and she sort of helped to to sort of lie to Bruce and get him voted out. She was a big part um, of, of that as well. And just so yeah, so that's kind of kind of what I wanted to talk about. Uh, who's my favorite player from the season, though? That's one thing I have. A, I have a list of talking points. I'm kind of going all over the place here. I just talked about who I think you know could win the game. I have one more thing I want to talk about after this, but. Favorite player of the season, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I mean, I liked Bruce, but there's something about Drew that I really like. I don't know. I'm, I'm rooting for Drew, to be honest. You know what? He's not necessarily a challenge beast, um, but, I mean, you know, he, he, he is decently athletic. He's a smart guy. You know, I think he's got the brains. He knows exactly what's going on, you know, at every tribal council. You know, he's not really much of a threat either. And so I think that if he can maintain his low threat status while also having a big part of these votes, I think that he 
ha- could have a very good shot to win the game. I honestly, I look at a guy like Drew, and I look at him as just completely flying under the radar. Him and Austin, to be completely honest, I look at them both, and I think that they're just both just completely flying under the radar. I think that if both of them make it deep, if the three of them, two of them and Julie make it make it deep, that's going to be an um, an interesting final tribal to see <laughs> see how they convince the jury of, of, of their vote. But another thing that I wanted to talk about while I'm on here as a season as a whole, is players losing their vote. Now, I understand that this is not necessarily something that's brand new to the game. You know, players have lost their votes over the years. They've had advantages played against them. They've lost it for X, Y, and Z. That's, like, that's happened before, okay? Players have lost their votes for numerous reasons, like the beware advantages as well that we've seen in the past couple of years. A lot of players will lose their vote temporarily until they do, you know, X, Y, and Z. We saw in Survivor... Uh, 40 that basically, you know, Tony, when he got that advantage, he needed to collect six fire tokens in order to keep his vote or have his vote. Um, But one thing I want to talk about, you know, I want to talk about the survivor auction because the twist, you know, the survivor auction is one of the most well-recognized challenges in the history of Survivor, okay? Uh, you know, it's it's a reward challenge. You know, you get to eat some food. You might get a couple advantages. But I love that they brought it back, and I also love that they added a twist to it and not just, oh, yeah, you have 500 bucks. Here you go. You're going to have these items to bid on. Any money that's left over, you can keep. Boom, go over, go back to camp. Nothing happens. I like that they added a, a little bit of a twist to it in the fact that they literally made the contestants scramble through the woods of the island to go collect the money. I, I really like that. I thought that that was a great twist. I really like that. Bruce had only 80 bucks. And then I also love the twist where you have to spend your money or else you lose your vote. That I like. What I don't like is... Every single tribal council having some players lose their vote because there's a part of me that just wants to see the game play out as it's, as it's supposed to play it out. You're obviously, if you want to make the season exciting, you're going to need some twists and some turns and some upsets and some blind sides, all that. You, you're going to need that. If you want to have a good season, you're going you're gonna to need that because if you look at a season like Survivor 22, Redemption Island, if some people might be familiar with the term pagonging. But pagonging is basically where you have one, you have two tribes, and then come merge, they basically just get picked off one by one by one by one until there's nothing left, and it makes for some of the most boring seasons of all time. We saw the name comes from Survivor One, Survivor Borneo, where the pagong tribe post merge, they just got picked off one by one by one by one, and that that was the season. Survivor 1 is a rough season to watch because there's no strategy whatsoever in that season. They literally voted each other out based on like what, what letter their name started with. That was their strategy for the whole game. So to see the game evolve in the way that it did, the fact that there's more strategy actually, I, I, I like. Um, I think that the game has definitely taken a turn for the better. I'll say that much because season 1, in my opinion, is kind of rough. Um, it was just kind of a crapshoot, I feel like. I don't know. I don't. I mean, they, they didn't entirely know what they were doing either, to be completely fair, but the game is just so much better now. Now there's these twists and turns, and now that Jeff is really all gung-ho about, about everything. But, yeah, I just don't like, like, I don't know. I think there's a part of it that's like you got to kind of let the season play out. But, I mean, at the same time, with people losing their votes, like it adds that twist. You know, it adds a little bit of a different, you know, I don't think dynamic is the right word. But it adds a different spin to the season. So I think that that is really, uh, I really like that. All right, so we're going to leave, we're going to exit Survivor, and we're going to go to another show that I really like called The Amazing Race. 
So for those of you that might not be familiar with The Amazing Race, The Amazing Race is basically it. Something just went off. Something just went off in the studio. I don't know. But anyways, so I'm going to continue to <laughs> I'll continue the talk and I might have to pause in a little bit if I get inter in interrupted. But I think we should be OK. So, yeah. So the Amazing Race, you know, basically you have a lot of, you know, like 12 teams, 12 to 14 teams at two. I think they they usually do like in, in a lot of like this bulk seasons for like 10 through 30 or whatever. It, it, it changes year after year. But usually there's about 11 to 13, 12 contestants around there. But in, they're in pairs of two. And usually they're with loved ones or people that you know. They've had seasons in the past where they've done random strangers racing around the world as teams. They've had twists similar to that. Um, but typically, it, it, traditionally, it's been with loved ones or people that they're very close with. So, you know, we have, you know, Greg and John, who are brothers, uh, Stephen and Lee, you know, father-son, um, Sorry, daughter, son. Sorry, Rob and Corey, um, father, son. We saw Todd and Ashley, who uh, who they, they did get eliminated, um, you know, unfortunately. But I, cause I kind of liked it. But you know, husband, wife. So like, you you know them, obviously. So like, teams of two that are close with each other and have a good dynamic. They all race around the world to win a million dollar prize. I really like the show. Um, so who? So if somebody were to ask me. River, so look at the Amazing Race. Who do you think is going to win? If somebody were to ask me who I think is going to win the Amazing Race, I would probably say Rob and Corey. Just for the reason I think Greg and John are definitely going to really give them um, a run for their money. I think Greg and John are really going to give them a run for their money. However, with that being said, I think that, I think that with Rob and Corey, I think that their dynamic um, is – well, not only is it enjoyable to watch, but they – they don't. They don't bicker. They don't fight. Like I mean, we we past couple legs with Stephen and Ali. I know they're still in the race, but we've seen them bicker and argue and get lost and get stressed out. And I I don't think they're gonna win the game because of that reason. Like they let it get the best of them. You know, look at this past leg with Todd and Ashley. Ashley, you know, she was really pissed off the entire leg and she was kind of pissy. And I honestly think it cost them because I think that they just lost sight of what they had to do. Um, and I think that it, evidently it kind of derailed them. I, 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 I really do. Like, Lana and Morgan as well. Like, the, the sister duo, they were arguing constantly, uh, constantly the past couple of episodes. It was like for the past three episodes, like once an episode, it was constant. It's not something I want to watch personally. I know that they're very close um, regardless. But I think that really you, you can't let the moment get the best of you, and you really cannot – I noticed these teams that where they bicker and they argue, they never end up winning. They don't. I don't think Steven and Ali are going to win just because of that reason alone. I think that they're, they're close. Like, I think that, you know, they kind of work off each other okay. But, like, I look at a team like Greg and John, and I look at a team like Rob and Corey, who are always 100% of the time on the same page about everything. And so that's why I think those two are going to win the season. I mean, you, you look at a team like Robin and Chelsea as well, you know, Obviously, you know, they're not in the race. They had a rough leg, but I loved Robin and Chelsea when they were racing because of that. They were never upset. They always had a smile on their face. They always made the most of the moment. And, you know, they recognized at the end of the race, like, hey, you know what? We did as good as we could have done. We raced as good as we could. We're proud of ourselves, and we have a lot to be proud of. You know, I think that I really, really like that because they had – that message going across the, you know, the entire season. And, you know, 
they've opened up about struggles that they've dealt with in their life and all that, and it's really powerful. Like, I really, really like them as a team because, they ne- again, they never let the moment get the best of them. They're always positive. And I also think what's interesting is that they were, like, the one team that basically refused helping any other teams, really. Like, like they were that one team that basically were just like, yeah, you know what? We're not going to help you. Like, this is a race for a million dollars. Like, we're trying to win this thing. We're not going to help you. Which I honestly kind of respected, because if I were to run the Amazing Race, I might do the same thing. I'm not sure, but you know, maybe I'll apply one day. Who knows? But it's definitely easier to watch it than to participate it, um, participate in for sure. But yeah, teams that I really didn't like. I mean, I guess like Lana and Morgan for that reason, because they were just constantly arguing, and you know, they had a couple legs where they were close, you know, close to winning, and you know, not close to winning, but close to being eliminated, and they kind of stayed alive and. You know, I just, I don't know. I think for that reason, I think that's why they didn't win. There weren't a lot of teams, to be honest, that I that I didn't like. Like, I liked Todd Nashley as well. Like, I thought Todd Nashley, um, Liam and Liam and Yeremy as well, uh, the brother duo. I know they got eliminated pretty early in the season, but I really liked them about, you know, their, their relationship and, you know, how they were able to build their relationship back up after it was, you know, crumbling a little bit. Um... I really like them. But anyway, yeah, so I want really wanted to specifically mention Robin and Chelsea because they were probably the most enjoyable duo to watch uh, across the course of the whole season, uh, to be completely honest. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to spend as much time on this, you know, on this as Survivor because Survivor is like my main show. But uh, The Amazing Race is still a great show. And I like it, you know, for a lot of, of, of those reasons. So, ne- you know, next show, and I, again, I kind of want to do this, uh, sort of do this format for every episode. So I, what I want to do is I want to record on a Friday and post it on a Monday. Because I told you guys, like, Monday's a tough day of the week. Like, y'all got classes if you're in school. Work starts back up for a lot of people. Like, I want it. Like, if I can even help make one person's Monday a little bit more positive because of this podcast, that's that's all I'm trying to do here. Um, yeah, I, last show I want to talk about before I leave. Last show I really want to talk about is Hell's Kitchen. Now, Hell's Kitchen is yeah it's it's up there these i told you these three shows are my three favorite reality tv shows and i really like hell's kitchen i mean i'm a big fan of gordon ramsay regardless you know uh kitchen nightmares uh hotel hell 24 hours to hell and back master chef there are a lot of shows that i watch that gordon ramsay hosts like i'm currently watching food stars uh next level chef i've watched i don't like food stars as much to be honest it's fine i personally don't like it as much as a couple of his other shows but it's not awful either. I can see why people like it, but I'm personally, I don't like it as much as some of his other shows that he's done, but again, that's just me. So, kind of looking at, you know, you know, um, so looking at Hell's Kitchen and looking at the current state, so I'm going to caveat this, I have not, wa- at this moment in time, I have not watched the most recent episode. So just, just, ke- just keep that in mind um, because... Uh, you know, there's you know, I think there's an elimination where I don't know who is going to get eliminated. Um, I have no clue. But if we look, if we look at at the team, so currently I think it's you know six to four. I th- if I had to guess, I think one person will end up joining uh, the blue team from the red team. If I had to guess, but so red team is 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 the women's team and, and blue team's the men's team. Just to just to clarify. So you know, on the on the women's team, you know, we have we have Sammy. We have Lee, we have, uh, who else, Atoy, Danya, um, Carmen, 
and Sandra. So you have those on the women's team, and then on the men's team, you got Jonathan, you have Demir, you have Jason, and you have Ryan as well. Really, like, most, there's not really many contestants that I, I really, like, massively dislike, to be completely honest with you. Although I will say, here's the one thing. I do not like Jason at all. I mean, he, he like, he's by far been my least favorite player this entire season. From a fan perspective, I do not like Jason. And I'll tell you why. I think that... I think that Jason, I don't think he's the best chef on his team. I honestly think that he's the worst chef on his team. And, you know, you wouldn't think that by, by hearing him talk because he is so unbelievably cocky. He thinks, he thinks that he is better than everybody else. He thinks that he's up here and the rest of the team is down there. He thinks that, you know, even if Chef were to be like, yeah, you know what, I think you can improve on this. He's like, yeah, well, you know what, I, I, know, I, I know that I'm, I'm good. I know that I'm the best. You know, I, I, you know I, I don't care what anyone says. I know what's right. I know what's wrong. No, you don't, dude, because if a professional chef with, like, 20 million Michelin stars is telling you, hey, you know what, I think you should change this, the team. I remember in the prior episodes, they've, they've sort of stopped from talking about this, but they were like, oh, my God, this guy sucks. He's cocky. He's arrogant. Like, no one likes him. I don't like him. As a fan of the show, I don't like him at all. I, my favorite is Jonathan by a landslide because... Jonathan, you know, he, he is, like, unlike Jason, he, he is so humble. Like, he, he is so unbelievably humble. Like, he's always picking up his teammates. Like, if his teammates are struggling, instead of being like, dude, what the fuck, bro? Like, get your, get your act together. He's going to be like, hey, you know what, man? I got you. I'm going to go help you out. You know, like, we're, we're a team. We live and die as a team. Same with Demir as well. Demir, I love Demir's attitude. Both of them I love. Ryan I like, too. But... Jonathan and Demir specifically, Jonathan's probably my favorite, but those two specifically, and not only that, they're amazing cooks, they have, they have been cooking fantastically, that's not even a word, but they've been cooking fantastic for the entire season, there really hasn't been a lot of hiccups, and that one episode, a couple episodes ago, where the blue team just went up in flames, basically, Chef Ramsay called back Demir and was like, you know what? When I needed the voice, you were the one guy that gave me a voice. So I'm going to put you in charge of, of naming those nominees. And also to, to mention, like, in the past episode where the chefs had to cook for their lives, neither of them were nominated as the weakest chef on their team. It was Jason and Devin, who Devin got eliminated because he's, I, I don't know, I think he's an okay cook. I don't think he's, like, anything, like, I don't think he's great you know necessarily i think he's fine but you know he wasn't i didn't think that he, i think that he placed about it where he should have in, in my opinion if you look at the whole season i think he placed about where he should have so yeah that but, but yeah but like again like those two like they even rec like on their team they're even recognized as better than jason there is a reason they i mean they're on his team they see his cooking every single day there is no reason for jason to be this unbelievably cocky because everyone on his team recognizes that hey you know what i'm a better chef than you and it's true it honest to god it is the truth i'm not gonna say he's the worst chef um on the season right now i mean to be completely honest i think where the show is at right now in the top 10 i think the talent level is is great again i gotta watch somebody get eliminated so it will be top nine soon but like you know it is top nine now because someone you know again there's an episode i gotta watch that i haven't watched so i'm not I obviously don't know what happened. There's, there won't be any spoilers in here. Um, but anyways, 
But yeah, like I think that the competition level overall is really good. I mean, I think if you look at the field, you know, every single episode, I'm like, well, who's gonna go home next? Like there are a lot of a lot of cooks that are really good. I mean, even players like Danya, who started out really not that great and just skyrocketed and started cooking way better. Same with Sandra. Sandra really struggled out the gate, and she's been definitely like I'm not gonna say she's the best chef. Uh, even on the red team, to, to be completely honest. But, like, she's improving constantly. Like, a lot of people, same with Atoy as well. Atoy is constantly, constantly getting better. And if I look at a guy like Jason, I mean, I think he's a solid cook, but I just don't see him getting better. Or I just, I don't think he's on the same level as as Demir, Jason, sorry, Demir, Ryan, or or Jonathan. I just don't, I think that he's the worst chef on that blue team right now. So who do I think is going to be eliminated? I think I think it's going to be either one of two. I think it's either going to be Sandra. I think it'll be either Sandra or Jason. And I'll tell you why. Because Jason, obviously, as I mentioned, he's cocky. He's arrogant. I don't like him. But I think he's the worst chef on the blue team. I think that, like, by far, I think that he is easily, like, that just, he's he's not good. I don't, yeah, I just don't like him. But in Sandra, I mean, not only is that I don't like him, he just, I just don't, yeah, again, I don't think he's on the same level as some of the other chefs. I think he's kind of middle of the pack towards, like, the back, in my opinion. And Sandra might be the worst chef. I shouldn't call him cooks. I should call him chefs because I'll, I'll give them that distinction. I'll, I'll, I'll call them chefs um, because they are, they're, they're obviously, they're, they're, they're good at cooking. So I'm gonna, I'll call them chefs even though, you know, some person might come into the show and be eliminated in the first episode. Like, they're still, they still have some talent. It's just, it's tough to cook in that environment with Gordon Ramsay. It's, it's not for everybody. It's just not. But, but anyways, you know, kind of as I was saying, you know, I think Sandra, you know, obviously she struggled at the gate. And I know that she's improving, but I sort of look at her as that weak link on the red team still. Like, if there's going to be one person that's going to be scrambling during dinner service, or if there's that one person that's going to be struggling at this stage in the competition, I, I, I think it's her. To be honest, I, I really do. But I mean, but if you look at it, like the top ten right now, like it's really solid. The top ten right of, of top ten chefs right now in Hell's Kitchen, like it's a good group of of chefs. I know I've seen I've watched plenty of seasons where the top ten at this point there are there are chefs that should not be there. Last season. As well, the competition was really good. I mean, it was top-heavy, but, like, once you got to, like, that top ten, like, those good cooks, like, everyone is solid. A- anybody can step up on any given night. Anyone can create, like, a very, very high-quality dish. I mean, Vlad, who got eliminated 10th last season, like, he-, he cooked, you know, he cooked, like, a, I don't know, he cooked something with, like, caviar or something. I, I, I can't, I can't, it might have been truffle. I think it was truffle. But he said, Gordon Ramsay said that he would pay, like, or someone, he said they'd pay, like, $230 for that, for that meal. But, but that, you know, but regardless, like, again, like, that competition level, like, if you look at Vlad from last season, who got eliminated in 10th place, and if you look at a lot of other seasons going into the past, you know, there just aren't, at that spot, at that position, there's just not that same talent. So I definitely think that over the course of, of Hell's Kitchen, the talent has gotten way, way better as a whole, to be completely honest. I, I, I really do, uh, and I will die on that hill. Not that it's really a hill to die on, because I think a lot of people who watch the show will probably end up agreeing with me um, on this. But, yeah, as I mentioned, I do not like Jason um, whatsoever. I really hope he gets eliminated very soon. Uh, yeah, favorite contestant, Jonathan, love that guy. He's playing for his daughter. He's a humble guy. Like, he's such a nice human being, too. Um, that's another part of it. Um, 
And I'm just so happy that we have guys like Jermaine and Tad and, you know, all these guys that are that are out because they were awful. I mean, they, oh, God, they were not great. Jermaine was just the most, again, he was the most mid-chef probably on the season, but that's just besides the point anyways. So, yeah, so I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. You know, I really appreciate y'all. Um, at about the 32-minute mark, so I think this is a good spot to call it. Um, but stay tuned because I will be uploading another episode next week. So keep an eye out for that. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. And I will catch you for episode number three. See you later.